The views and opinions of today's broadcast are not necessarily the views and opinions of the TJRS radio network. Thank you for being a loyal listener and enjoy the show. Online radio at its best. You are listening to the TJRS radio network. You may write me down in history with your bitter, twisted lies. You may trod me in the very dirt, but still like dust, I'll rise. Good morning, and welcome to the serious side of the Jay Rouse Show, the show where we discuss politics, social issues affecting people of color, and every now and then a little comedy as well. Now here's your host, Jay Ryle. What a wonderful introduction, and good morning. Today is October 29th, 2023, and you're in tune to the serious side of the J. Ryle Show. Now, this is something new, folks. In the 10-year history of this show, I don't think I've ever, ever, ever hosted this show by myself. Well, this is one of those unique situations. Mr. Elias is overseas, Jerome is on the road, and Vanessa is doing what she does best, cruising. So, it's you and me today on this fantastic journey, and I cannot wait uh, to get into our topics. Now, before we get started, as always, we want to give it up to the Lord, so we'll take a few minutes here to pray. Let's bow our heads. Father God, we thank you, Father God, for everything that you do and continue to do for us in our lives. We ask you, Father God, that you bless those, Father God, who may be going through some hardships. Father God, we ask you to bless those, Father God, who may be weary and don't know their way to you. We just ask, Father God, that you continue to bless and continue to provide mercy and grace to those who are in need. These things we ask in your son's name, Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. 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 All right, folks, we're going to take an NPR news break. We'll be right back to get into the show. The number is 347-850-1272-347-850-1272. We'll be right back after this. Live from NPR News in Washington, I'm Giles Snyder. After a communications blackout that lasted more than 24 hours, Palestinians say phone and Internet services are being restored to the Gaza Strip. NPR's Greg Myrie reports that cotton communications added to the already dire conditions in the territory. A leading Palestinian communications company, the Paltel Group, says its phone and Internet networks are gradually being restored. Virtually all communications went down Friday evening, right around the time Israeli ground troops entered the northern part of Gaza. Palestinians widely suspected Israel intentionally cut the network. Israel, which has considerable control over Palestinian communication systems, has refused to comment. Palestinian aid groups, hospitals, and ambulance services said Palestinians in need were unable to contact them during the blackout. Greg Myrie, NPR News, Tel Aviv. A U.N. aid agency in Gaza says thousands of people have broken into warehouses to take food and basic survival items. Supplies getting into Gaza have largely been choked off by the war. General Motors now the only one of Detroit's big three that does not have a tentative contract agreement with the United Auto Workers Union. The UAW and Stellantis reached a tentative deal last night. Brett Dahlberg with Michigan Radio has more. Stellantis is the parent company of brands like Jeep, Chrysler, and Ram. The deal the company reached with the UAW shares some overlap with the one the union made with Ford last week. UAW President Sean Fain says the union strike has reversed years of stagnating wages and benefits. With this agreement, 
We're going from defense to offense. We're going from the managed decline of the American working class to a new era of auto manufacturing. Both the Stellantis and Ford deals include 25% general wage increases and cost of living adjustments that the union hasn't had since 2009. Union leaders and the rank and file still need to approve the contract. For NPR News, I'm Brett Dahlberg in Grand Rapids, Michigan. Vice President Mike Pence suspending his campaign for the Republican presidential nomination. Here's NPR Sarah McCammon. Mike Pence is the most high-profile Republican presidential hopeful to drop out of the race for the 2024 nomination so far. His campaign has struggled to gain traction as former President Donald Trump has continued to dominate primary polls. Pence has sought both to run on his record as a former vice president and distance himself from Trump, his former boss. Speaking to the Republican Jewish Coalition in Las Vegas, Pence said he realized that, quote, this is not my time. So after much prayer and deliberation, I have decided to suspend my campaign for president effective today. During a speech last month in New Hampshire, Pence warned against what he described as dangerous rising populism in the Republican Party. Sarah McCammon, NPR News. And you're listening to NPR News. They are words no woman ever wants to hear. He said, I'm sorry to tell you, but you have breast cancer. I was speechless. A diagnosis of breast cancer changes your life forever. She told me I needed a mastectomy. I was going to lose my breast. I was scared. Absolutely in shock. But you need to know that you're not alone. There are teams of medical professionals, support groups, and therapists who are all there to help you get through your treatment and those who can help you plan for life after cancer. Consult with a plastic surgeon to learn more about your breast reconstruction options. Breast reconstruction made me feel like me again. Cancer took my breast, but my plastic surgeon gave them back. Before you undergo surgery for breast cancer, get the facts. Make sure you know your breast reconstruction options. For more information, visit broadayusa.org. Online radio at its best. The 48-hour manhunt is finally over, Ian. It was around 7.45 Friday evening when Maine State Police found the body of Robert Card with an apparent self-inflicted gunshot wound. It happened right here in the community of Lisbon Falls. It's about a 25-minute drive from Lewiston, and it's not far from that boat ramp that police had been searching around. That, of course, is where Card's car was found abandoned Wednesday in the hours after that deadly shooting rampage. Welcome back here, 347-850-1272 is the call in number, 347-850-1272. Seven minutes after the hour, you're listening to the serious side of the Jay Riles Show, which happens every Sunday morning right here on the TJRS Radio Network, online radio at its best. Uh, it's finally over. A huge nightmare that was happening in May. Uh, this young man who decided to, you know, kill 18 people, wound over 50 people. And then he decides to take the cowardly way out and uh, end his own life. Um, it's just so much to talk about when you think about what's happening in America when it comes to gun violence. You know, I, I sit back and I often wonder why people need to have AR-15 weapons. 
They serve no purpose. The whole purpose of those weapons are to kill people, folks. Let's just be honest. The whole purpose, the whole reason why these weapons exist is to kill other human beings. And, you know, Mr. Elias is a gun collector, and I get it, I understand it, but it's just this American culture, the Dirty Harry movies. Oh, we got to watch gun violence. This country is built on this. No civilized country in this world has the type of mass shootings that America has. Think about it. Not one. So as we sit here and try to come to grips as to what's going on here, you know, I think about this and I say to myself, how do we fix the problem? There's no fix. No fix whatsoever. And let me tell you something. You can say what you want to say about the Republican Party. And everything you say about the Republican Party is real. That these are folks that are roadblocks when it comes to common sense gun law. I mean, let's be honest. The NRA, even though the NRA is not as popular or as strong as it used to be, still has a stronghold on the, on the Republican Party. And for the life of me, I can't understand why you need an AR-15. I used to serve in the military. It is a killing machine. The whole purpose of that weapon's existence is to kill other people. So you want to go shoot for sport. Oh, I got a gun because I can go shoot for sport. What, what, what are we doing here? And we want to talk about mental health. Well, mental health is the reason why. Listen, I'm not downplaying the fact that, you know, mental health exists, that you have people who have issues when it comes to being able to, you know, facing, you know, reality with the myth. I mean, I get it. I understand it. But everybody plays the Monday morning quarterback the next day, right? Oh, you should have saw the signs. Show of hands of people who have heard folks in their presence say stupid stuff. Did you report them to the authorities? I've heard people say, man, I ought to go in there and shoot the whole damn building up. I don't know if that joke is planned or not. Did I go report it? So we, you know, we have to understand there's a balance here somewhere. You just can't every time someone says they're going to do something ridiculous, call the authorities. Now, in this case, they're saying that a lot of balls are dropped, that the military recommended this person for a psychiatric evaluation and that he was hospitalized for two weeks. But once again, we're playing Monday morning quarterback. Think about the number of institutions in this country that deal with the mental, mentally challenged people, mentally ill folks. Folks, I mean, the reality is Maybe they could have stopped this. Who knows? But the bottom line is, is that sometimes we have to use common sense when we start thinking about these things. We really and truly do. I don't know any nation that has the resource to police and, and manage every situation that occurs. I mean, hell, I've said things 
Like, for example, and I think I have even said this on the show or somewhere on this network, where I talked about how a friend of mine, he has a child by this female. And when I tell you she has she has ran him through the mud. When when it comes to, you know, if he was late on child support, he she had him locked up. But yet still, she doesn't abide by any of the any of the conditions of the uh joint custody agreement. She's supposed to notify the judge when she moves, right? Because that changes the visitation. You're like the hell with that. She just moved. Didn't say anything to him. He's going pick the going try to pick the child up, and she's gone. So he misses visitation days with his child. And I was talking to him one day, and this is a long time ago because this kid has grown now. But I was talking to him one day, and I said, "Man, how do you deal with this?" He said, "Man, it's tough. It's tough because I want to be in my child's life, but she is preventing this from happening." And I have no recourse. And I was thinking that same day, and please do not, because I know sometimes when I play devil's advocate, people say, oh, Jay, you're, no, 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 listen to what I'm about to say. Please do not equate this to me justifying what happened, because there's no reason on God's green earth for you to kill another human unless that person's trying to kill you. But Work with me on the bigger point here. The bigger point is, I said, my God, if this guy was someone who was delusional, if this guy was someone who was weak-minded, whose mental capacity couldn't take this, this cat would take a weapon and go blow her brains out because he has no recourse. He's tried all the legal he's tried all the legal avenues just to get slapped in the face. And I said, My goodness. Because if you talk to anyone who goes and kills folks, they'll give you a reason why they did it. Now, the reason is 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 garbage. Unless, once again, it's self defense. But you should never, ever, ever, ever take another human's life. Never. And so you have these cowards. People are cowards, folks. Some of these folks have mental issues. And I don't have mental issues, so I, I can't tell you what that, what that feels like. But, but there are people out there who are straight-up cowards. They go and kill other people. I got to lay it off. I don't like what you did to me. I'm going to go and blow your brains out. Or in the case of just recently, a judge got killed because he ruled against a father in a custody in a bitter divorce case. He wouldn't shot him. Then he took his own life. And this is what I don't get. If you don't like what's going on, why are you taking other people out? Just kill yourself. Right? I mean, if you're crazy, kill yourself. I'm not promoting suicide by no stretch of the imagination. But if you're a person that's out here that's thinking about doing bodily harm to other folks, man, come on. Just take yourself out. And I know those are controversial remarks, 
But my God, this country has so many mass shootings. So many. And a lot of this is because people take a fair. A lot of this is because people won't vote and do the right thing. Now a Republican congressman is saying he's changed his mind because he used to vote against the assault, the assault weapons ban. Now he's changed his mind. <laughs> okay. Well, okay, really? You didn't change your mind when, when 22 children, babies, were murdered in their schools. You didn't change your mind then? You didn't change your mind when a white supremacist walked into a black church. And all of us, most of the people that listen to our show are African American. There's no secret to that. Most of us have attended Bible studies. We know how churches embrace strangers off the street. My church goes and sees people doing Thanksgiving, just walks down the street and hand out plates. So we understand how that works. So you know what type of environment that that young man walked into. A white supremacist walks into a black church, sits there for hours. And then what does he do? He murders everyone who participated in the, in the, in the uh, Bible study. And then he said, they treated me so nice, I almost felt guilty. That's what he said. But wait a minute. Let's go back to the congressman. So now, so that didn't change your mind? Or what about people just going to a grocery store? Killed. That didn't change your mind? All these high school shootings? didn't change your mind to this? So I don't have the numbers in front of me, but I guarantee you that it's been hundreds or even thousands of people who have been killed before this fool changed his mind and decided to vote against the assault weapons ban, decide to change his vote. It took that many deaths for you to do it. And then people say, well, wait a minute, what about Chicago? Chicago has some of the strongest, and this is true, some of the strongest uh, gun laws in the nation. But look what's happening there every weekend. And you know what? I don't have a response to that. The other side of the argument, right? It's like if you put all these bans in place, then folks, average, everyday American citizens, will not have the right to protect themselves against the criminal element. Because I remember one time someone telling me, said, look here, Jay, if a thief wants your car, they're going to take your car. It doesn't matter what type of alarm system you have on it. It doesn't matter if you lock your doors. If they want it, they'll take it. And they're saying that basically – Laws are to keep honest people honest because criminals don't give a damn about the law. What's your response to that? What can you say when someone says that to you? Because one of the things you have to be able to do as a, in a democracy is that you have to listen to both sides of the argument. And people who say, look at what's happening in Chicago. Look at what's happening in D.C. 
You have some of the strictest gun laws in the nation, but yet and still the murder rates are astronomical. So what's your response to that? My response is if one common sense law can save one life, it's worth it. Because my argument would be, okay, well, you're right. Some of the strictest gun laws in the nation are in those in the, are in those cities. I give you that. And there have been a lot of mass casualties. I give you that. But what if those laws weren't in place? How worse would it be? We have a problem in America. There are more guns than there are citizens. And you can't put the toothpaste back in the tube. It's a wrap. It's here to stay. And there are more and more states who are allowing people to carry weapons with no formal training, without being licensed. It's like the wild, wild west. So at the same time, as lawmakers talk about thoughts and prayers, and I agree with the families, damn your thoughts and your prayers. I'm tired of your thoughts and your prayers. Because that's the right thing to say at that moment. Because guess what? And here's the thing that I don't understand. Well, I do understand. I'm just saying it. I'm just saying this. These lawmakers who make these laws and do all these different things, you know what? They can go back to their families. Families protected in most cases. They live in, you know, very high influential places where, you know, gated communities, decisions, because it's not going to affect your family. I remember when the kids got, when when that thing happened and uh, when those kids got killed in Connecticut and, uh, you know, President Obama was giving a briefing, tears running down his eyes, running down his face, I should say. And I remember one lawmaker said, you know what? When you hear of a child being killed, most parents, it affects them the worst because they, the first thing you do naturally is think, what if that was my baby? That's a natural reaction. But the lawmaker said this, and I'm at a point now where maybe I agree with him. He said, you want to really make an impact on Americans when it comes to these mass shootings? Start showing the pictures. Start showing the pictures of these victims. Because if you think back, think back to the 60s when the civil rights movement was going on, tells us that we didn't see any real movement in the, in the civil rights uh, effort until they broadcast those images on TV of cops spraying black folks down with water holes and releasing dogs on them. That shocked the American conscious. People who are, you know, normally good folks at the core, when they saw that, they were shocked. Because I'm pretty sure they read it in all the newspapers. Black folks are being, you know, uh, uh, treated harshly in the South. And they were like, oh, my God, this is the worst, and, you know, we should never have this up north. But it wasn't until they saw what was going on until you started seeing real movement. And maybe that's what happens here. 
Because, you know, when the reports of this shooting first came out, they had only verified, I think, eight folks had been killed. They could only identify eight people. And the other people they couldn't identify. And the reason they couldn't identify them, because when that weapon hits you, it literally tears the flesh off your bones. Right? So think about this for a second, that they had to use DNA to identify these people, which tells you everything you need to know. Tells you everything you need to know. That these people were slaughtered. That they were shot, and in some cases they were unrecognizable. And like that congressperson said, maybe we need to start showing pictures of these babies shot up before you get it. Before Americans stand up and say enough is enough. Because I can hear the argument. Well, most gun uh, gun uh, uh, by citizens, uh, most of the gun carrying citizens, they you know they vote for. They are in favor of of uh, stricter gun uh, laws. Really? So why hasn't it happened yet? Because these same gun owning people, responsible gun owners, are voting these fools back into office. And don't get me started on that because I heard something the other day. Well. The Americans vote. The American people voted to put us here. No, they didn't. You cheated to get there. But I've digressed. You cheated. You gerrymandered districts to have the majority that you have in Congress. So stop it with the lies. Stop it. So once again, Thanksgiving is around the corner, and there will be Americans. Who will have empty chairs at the table? Because people in Congress are cowards, and they can't vote to do the right thing. And for those people who, and they have a legitimate response, this is legitimate. I'm not going to sit here and say that it's not. Who says that, you know, once again, there are cities with very strict gun laws in place, and we still have a high rate of crime. I'm with you on that. I have no response to that because I try to be real about things. To me, this is something that we're going to live with for the rest of our lives. People talk about overseas. I, was, I lived overseas for six years. You never heard of mass shootings in Germany. You never heard of that stuff. Because you didn't have guns readily available. It's only in America where you have more weapons than people. Teen guns. For what? I'm a gun collector. Okay? I mean, please help me understand because I don't get it. But I tell you what, I'm a part of the problem. Because trust me, when the new Bad Boys movie's coming out, I'll be right there. So am I a hypocrite? Am I a hypocrite because I like action movies? I love the Equalizer movie series. But let's be honest, the Equalizer movie series is all about killing folks. 
So am I a part of, am I a part of the problem? Sometimes you have to look in the mirror and ask yourself some hard questions. And I struggle with that. I really do. I struggle with the fact that I can get on this show and rail about gun violence, but if there's a marathon of some of my favorite movies, I'm there, and I'm watching. That's a part of the culture. The difference is I don't act on those things. And I think that's where we have to look at it because folks are saying, wait a minute, why are you going to take away my God-given right, according to the Constitution of the United States of America, to own a firearm when I'm not out here shooting and killing people? So it's like you're throwing the baby out with the bathwater, right? Why are you going to – you just need to put laws in place to deal with these folks. But how do you do it? I'll listen. How? How do you stop gun violence in America? No one has the answer. Because once again, you can put in all these laws, and I'm not against it. But once again, it's like, you know, it sounds like a broken record, but it's true. The toothpaste is out the tube. You can't put it back in. These guns are here to stay. These weapons of mass destruction, because that's what an AR-15 is, and for those of you all who don't understand it now, an AR-15 is a, is a civilian version of an AR-16. The difference between the two weapons is that the AR-16 can shoot on automatic, where the AR-15 shoots on semi-automatic. That's the difference. But people have figured out ways to get around that, to make these weapons shoot on automatic. It really doesn't matter because in the military, we train on semi-automatic. We never, I think probably twice in my whole military career, I ever shot an M, an M what we call an M16 is what I was in, uh, M16 on automatic. You don't even train on that. So I think that when soldiers go to war, I don't think they would ever put their weapons on automatic. You're just not trained on on shooting that weapon uh, in in an automatic mode. What's the problem? What's the solution? You got me. I have no idea. I don't know how you fix it. I have no idea how you fix this issue. But what I do know is that, once again, families, and think about this for a second. Call your friend. Hey, man, you want to go bowling? Yeah, let's go bowling. Go to the bowling alley. It's youth night at the bowling alley. Youth night. Kids, there are deaf people there, deaf people there, who can't hear weapons being fired. And you just go out for just a regular day of relaxation. Little did you know, when you cut your TV off and walked out your house, that would be the last time you would be in that in that facility. Little did you know that when you drove up to that building, that was the last time you were going to be in your car. Mm. 
This is America. America. Simple things, right? Imagine parents putting their kids on the school bus, didn't realize that that would be the last time that they would ever, ever, ever put their kids on a school bus. Going to a local bar, participating in a corn-tossing contest or whatever it's called. Chilling, watching the game. All of a sudden, lights out. These are things that I do all the time. Hey, man, you want to go bowling? Yeah, let's go hang out the bowling alley. I used to take my girls bowling every Thursday. A bowling alley? People have gotten killed in a movie theater? I've been to the movies. People got killed at a freaking live concert outside? They have no regard for human life. None. And GOP lawmakers still will not budge on passing common sense gun laws. Common sense. We're not talking about anything extreme, just common sense gun laws. You know, when President Obama was in office, you know, the one thing that the Republicans were saying, oh, he's going to take your guns. President Obama, as president, signed a bill that allowed these yahoos to carry their weapons in government parks. I just don't know how... You know, as a parent, and I'll tell you the moment of anxiety for me, to be honest with you, I have three girls. And all while they're growing up, you know you got them. You're the protector. I know. When my girls got on the bus, I was down at the bus stop. When they got off the bus, I was there to greet them. Two moments of, of, of anxiety that I had but the first time, the first time that they went to school, right, there was a moment of, oh, my goodness, you know. And back then there weren't, you know, I don't even think Columbine had happened by the time my girls, especially my oldest, started going to school. But you always thought school was a safe space, Right. But the first time they moved out of out of my house, I felt like I felt helpless because my kids are going to go out and live their lives like we all have. And once again, a show of hands of people who who at some point during their life was in a situation that could have cost them their lives. That that's happened to me. I had someone pull a gun on me. And the only reason, I think, 
I got out of that situation because I had a gun on that individual. And that was a situation where I was helping a woman who was being abused by this guy say, hey, Jay, I need to get out of here, okay? He is gone. I'm coming up. I'm going to help you. Only for that joker to come back and pull a gun on me. I could have died that day. Real talk. Could have died that day. So, as parents, when you allow your children to go out and live their lives, you can't tell me that there are not moments of anxiety when it comes to this stuff. You can't. Because now your kid is out there in the world by themselves, a world that don't give a damn about who they are. There are people out there who don't give a damn whether or not you take your last breath or not. There are people out there that will shoot you because of the way you look. That's real talk, folks. So as parents, you're concerned. Parent in her right mind should be concerned about the state that this country's in, especially if you're a parent that looks like me. Because not only do you have the criminals out there, she has the boys in blue out there too. That could be a problem for you. Because it's all about that stereotype. So I ask you, is this the greatest country in the world? Is it? But we have these simple problems that other nations do not have. Now, you can talk about war, and you're right. There are some places that I definitely don't want to live in, but I'm talking about civilized nations. You don't see this stuff in Germany. You really don't. I think we've had almost 600 mass shootings this year. So 600 or between 500 and 600. I don't have the numbers in front of me. That's a lot. Mass shootings. That's not to mention it's bad enough the folks who lost their lives during those events. But think about the folks who survived. Some of these people are going to be named Think about the folks who survived some of this stuff. It is so unfair for someone who don't know you. It doesn't matter if they knew you or not. It's just so unfair for you to walk out of a door, go to a place to either pray, shop, relax, catch a movie, catch a concert, for you to lose your life because you were at the wrong place at the wrong time. Lose your life. Is that fair? Is that right? I just named church. Where can you go? Church, grocery store, work. So let's think about this for a second. 
Most average Americans, right, you're going to go to work, you're going to go buy groceries, you're going to go and relax, you're going to go and uh, 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 out for a walk, you're going to do these simple things that everybody does. There's a possibility that you can lose your life just living your life. And it's, it's a double negative if you're black. I've seen videos of people who were pulled over and the cop put them in handcuffs. The reason why I pulled you over is because you didn't have your seatbelt on. So you had to approach the car with your weapon drawn to do that? So it's a double negative for us. Because we can get killed by the criminals, or we can get killed by the police. And in most cases, the criminals look like us. And I know Jerome calls this black-on-black crime. I understand that. I get it. But at the end of the day, you have to call it what it is. Most of us are killing each other. You're doing the, 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 the clan's job. They don't have to do anything. You sit back and just watch and destroy yourselves. It's amazing. It's simply and truly amazing. So how do you resolve it? I keep asking this question because I know the answer to this question. There's no answer to this question because you can't resolve it. It's here to stay. These are the times where I wish I could come back to life 100 years from now and see what this country looks like. Just to see. Just to see how everything turned out. Because I'll never say never. Because I remember when I was in high school and my auto mechanics teacher told me, you would never see a black president. Well, that was a lie. I was told that White people will always be in the majority. Well, that's coming to an end, too. So even though I say never, I shouldn't say that, because guess what? Things that we never thought would happen have happened. So I'll never say that we cannot control gun violence. But I tell you what, I can tell you this, we won't see it in our lifetimes our kids won't see it in their lifetimes. I don't even think our great-grandkids will see it in their lifetimes. Interesting to see how all this will shake out. Three four seven eight five zero one two seven two. It's the serious side of the J-Rock Show on a beautiful, beautiful Sunday. Thank you for hanging with us. You know what? October is, you know, Breast Cancer Awareness Month, but cancer is just a bad disease regardless of what type of cancer it is, right? Because you can have breast cancer, you can have prostate cancer, you know, you can have, you know, colon cancer. Cancer is bad. And this is a disease that we hope that could be eradicated. We can just get rid of it forever. Well, guess what? There's a scientist who has developed a soap that can help fight against skin cancer. Now, here's the beautiful thing about this story. This scientist is 14 years old. 
good scientist. Listen close. He looks like us. Looks like me. It's Kavita time. In four minutes or less, something that you need to know. We'll be right back after this. America's top young scientists. Hi, my name is Hayman Beck-Ellett. I'm a 14-year-old going to Woodson High School in Fairfax, Virginia, and I was born in Ethiopia. Hayman Beck-Ellett is the winner of this year's 3M Young Scientist Challenge, in which middle schoolers tackle real-world problems through science. Beck-Ellett's submission was a bar of soap that he hopes will someday be able to treat skin cancer. It has a little bit of a bumpy texture to it. If you can imagine walking into the doctor's office, that smell that you get, that's exactly how it smells like. Just, It's definitely not like a lavender soap. It, it does have a strong, potent medicine smell to it. And it does have medicine in it. Bagella used computer models to test various combinations of medicinal ingredients. And with help from mentors at 3M and cancer researchers at the University of Virginia, he landed on a recipe for his soap. It's charged with different cancer-fighting chemicals, the main one being this drug that is commonly used for different antifungals and acne treatments and has recently been looked into in the field of skin cancer. Skin cancer is the most common type of cancer in the United States, according to the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention, and millions of Americans seek treatment for skin cancer each year at a cumulative cost of nearly $9 billion. When I heard those really shocking statistics, it really inspired me to create a more affordable and accessible solution. Trying to tackle this problem through science was a natural choice for Beckella. He says he's always been curious about how the world works. Slowly as I grew up, that curiosity started to develop into something more than that. Just started doing experiments, I started working on different things, and then slowly even that into my bar of soap as a project. The soap hasn't been through any human testing yet, and Beckella would need to convince regulators at the Food and Drug Administration that the soap is safe and effective for skin cancer patients. That will take time, but Beckella said it's part of his plan for the next five years. In the meantime, he says winning this competition and the $25,000 cash prize gives him a big push to keep moving forward with his idea. It was definitely the best feeling I've ever had in my life, just because I did work really, really hard to get there. And not only did it make me feel so happy, but it made me feel motivated and inspired that my ideas can be heard. And at the same time, if I continue to work towards my goals, there is nothing I can't accomplish. That is Heyman Beckella, America's top young scientist. Congratulations, Heyman. Hi, Sam. <laughs> I know my body better now I do it. It's easy now. I used to lack confidence, but now I know exactly what to do. My friends are surprised how regularly I do it. I didn't realize men should do it. I didn't know what to do, but now it's part of my routine. Doing it saves my life. I thought it would take longer, but a few minutes, that's all I need. I encourage all my friends to start doing it early. I used to be shy about it, but now I tell my friends how to do it. It's easy. Now... 
I know what to do once or twice because I did it. I was scared the first time, but now I do it with a smile. If you don't do it, you might not spot it. Join a Boo Watch by having regular checks. Online radio at its best. It has now been 24 hours since House Republicans reached into a bag of randos and pulled out a shiny new Speaker of the House. The man they chose is Louisiana Representative Mike Johnson, seen here just as the edibles are kicking in. Before yesterday, Mike Johnson had very little name recognition except for the fact that he has America's most generic name. Now, I want I need your participation here. I want you to clap in here if you know someone named Mike or Michael Johnson. Any of those Mike Johnsons would be a better speaker of the house. The Republicans are doing their best to convince us that their only choice was the right choice. Texas Representative Pat Fallon said this of Johnson. I would really put him in the mold of Ronald Reagan. I know that's saying a lot. He's shorter than the president. Yes. And that's the thing everyone associates with Reagan. His height. <laughs> Steve Gobert, welcome back in. 347 It's the serious side. It's 50 minutes after the hour, 10 minutes before the hour, whichever you prefer. It helps you get to where you need to be. I'm Jay Ryle, riding solo today. Uh, in the, this is historic, folks. This show has been on the air for 10 years, and I think, you can correct me if I'm wrong, this is the first time that I've ever did the show by myself, but that's okay. We're, we're going to have a good time. Thank you guys for being a part of what we do. Mr. Elias is traveling. Mr. Elias was going to try to call in, but uh, he is in Amsterdam, I think. Uh, you know, having fun. Jerome is traveling, and of course, Vanessa is doing what Vanessa does. She's on the high seas. I said to Vanessa, and I say this all the time, Vanessa spends more time at sea than most U.S. Navy men. <laughs> she is always uh, on the water, but anyway, so we're here. And, and you know, listen, and, and the bottom line is, is that you know, some of the emails that I've received throughout the course of this year, because let's just be honest, we've been traveling a lot, uh, we've been on the road a lot, and there have been a lot of rewinds this year. And so uh, I, I read some things from people saying that, look, you know what, our day starts, our Sundays start with you, right? And how unfair it is to turn on, you know, the radio, whatever the case may be, your computer, and not hear the serious side. And so I thought about this. I said, you know, the thing is, is that my numbers tells me that the majority of our listening audience listens to us other days of the week, right? Because the downloads go down and you know, you can go and see all your downloads. You can see where people are listening to your show. And and just we have a robust audience, but they listen at their leisure. So it's like, well, if you put a rewind in place, you know, they'll, they'll get a taste. But, you know, at the end of the day, if we ask you to be here, then we need to be here. And so if that means yours truly doing what he does best, bumping his gums, <laughs> To put out the message, then so be it. That's what we signed up for, and 
So that's what we're going to do. So we appreciate you hanging. Now, of course, you know this, especially today, there will be no Pastor Steve State Your Case because I cannot pull things now if I'm riding solo. Uh, so anyway, uh, but anyway, we know you're there and we appreciate you listening and, uh, you know, continue to be a part of it. We've been doing it 10 years and we're going to continue to do it until, you know, even my, we're just going to continue to do it until we can't do it anymore. How about that? So now, we finally have a Speaker of the House, the dis—I mean, the Honorable Mike Johnson. Now, the last segment, I talked about issues and solutions and how do we fix the gun problem. I talked about legislators not participating in the process. Well, guess what? One of those fools is actually second in line to the – I don't understand that because I hear that a lot. He's second in line. Well, wait a minute. Now, there's the vice president. But I guess they're saying that the vice president and the president, they are part of the executive branch. And then the next step is this clown. Mike Johnson, this is the guy that wants to ban abortion. Doesn't matter if your brother wants you. Doesn't matter if somebody took it while you were walking home from work, walking home, walking to the store. It doesn't matter. They don't care. Rape or incest, who cares? You should carry that baby full term. This is a guy who was an election denier. This guy appeared in front of the Supreme Court, I think of Texas, trying to say that uh, Joe Biden is not the legitimate president of the United States. This guy is a heartbeat away, or two heartbeats away from the presidency. Now, the reason why Republicans didn't vote Jim, Jim Jordan into office, into that speakership, because everybody knows that Jim Jordan is a loony too, and the Republican Party has a problem. Because deep down inside, they know that these people are crazy. They know it. But they continue with these shenanigans because they know that most of their base will vote their ass out if they do not stand up to the libs, so to speak. They know this guy is crazy because I think in four attempts, of him trying to get, and I may be wrong, maybe it was five, but anyway, he kept, he as a Jim Jordan, kept bleeding votes, right? I think the first time there were eight against them. Then, it was more, then, there, then there were more than that. And then when they, then when they held a secret ballot, <laughs> this really tells you how they feel about your ass. They held a secret ballot and over 100 Republicans didn't support them. But they voted this guy in. This guy is no different than Jim Jordan. They have the exact voting records. They both have a pair of lips on Donald Trump's ads. But I guess because this guy is nicer and he wears a suit jacket, they made him the Speaker of the House. Oh, God. 
America, America, America. Have you no shame? I just don't understand how a country that's supposed to be the city, the shining city on the hill, the beacon of hope, the leaders of the free world continue to embarrass ourselves on the global platform. I don't get it. This guy is crazy. He's stupid. He's a mega guy, a mega guy. And they voted this guy in. And you know why they did it, to be honest with you? Because they are embarrassing themselves. And at some point, you would like to think that the American people will wake up and smell the coffee and say, wait a minute, what the hell is really going on in Washington? But I say that, but Marjorie Taylor Greene is still in Congress. She hasn't accomplished a damn thing. Jim Jordan has been in, com- in, in Congress a long time. He hasn't sponsored. What, not one bill he sponsored has passed. Now, I think we forget the reason why we send people to Congress to represent us, to go work for us. How do you work for us when your butt can't even pass a bill? George Santos, this guy hasn't done a damn thing since he's been in Congress. So riddle me this. How can you have a job and you don't do your job and you still get paid? Don't answer that question because I know a lot of people who be like, I'm like, Dude, how do you still have a job? You don't do any damn things. That you, you don't do any work while you're here. This is an embarrassment that this man that no one really knows is the Speaker of the House of Representatives. This goes to show you how much of a joke our politics. This is a guy that's trying to take away Social Security. So let's back up for a second, because once again, these are the guys. Here's a cat that once again supports. Uh, 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 he doesn't support a woman's right to choose. He's against abortion. And it kills me. These people, oh, someone has to speak for the babies. All right, so then they have the babies, and then you want to take away all the social programs that they need to raise this baby, because a lot of people make this decision because they feel that, you know, well, a number of reasons. Maybe they don't feel that they're ready to have a child. Maybe they feel that they can't afford to have a child. You know, they make a decision to abort because this baby was, you know, this was a rapist baby. Think about that for a second. That's a tough decision to make. You get raped, and your government is telling you that you have to have that ba- the rapist baby, that the rapist gets chance to have life beyond itself, you know, life beyond himself. 
And these are the same people that scream that the government needs to get out of our business. The government doesn't need to take our guns. The government is in our, in our business. But you're going to tell a woman what to do with her, with her, with her uh, body? How is that any different? I'll wait. Explain it to me. I don't get it. I don't understand it. But, but these are the people who are in charge. This is a party where even the moderate Republicans are cowards. Because there were so many Republicans saying that this is an embarrassment. We can't govern this way, right? A lot of Republicans saying, I can never and I will never, ever, ever vote for Jim Jordan. But they voted for this guy. Mike Johnson. Who the hell is Mike Johnson? And I think this is a situation where they have some major, major, major business that's going to come before the House of Representatives, and they would look like total idiots if they didn't have a speaker in place. The government is scheduled to shut down next month, which means that soldiers won't get paid. Now, once again, Republicans, oh, you know, we're the, we're the party of America, apple pie and Chevrolet, but you're not going to pay your troops. Disabled vets won't receive money. Government employees won't get paid, except for them. Isn't that crazy? They get paid. <laughs> Is this a farce or what? So, so the government gets shut down. You're the government. Everyone else in the government who doesn't have a damn thing to do with that decision doesn't get paid, but you guys get paid. The people that are responsible for shutting the government down gets paid. <laughs> you have to laugh at this stuff. It's it's crazy. So you're making tough decisions because you want to control the deficit, which, by the way, was ran up by your Republican presidents. The last two have ran the deficit up so high. But you want to control spending. But it was okay when a Republican was in office. Y'all spent like you were drunken sailors on the weekend pass. But that's okay. We want to control it now. So we're going to shut the government down. What about the soldiers that, that's not going to get paid? Oh, we, we're, they're going to get a big lump sum. What? Most soldiers are living paycheck to paycheck because you're not paying them a whole bunch of money. What about government employees? We expect you to work, but we're not going to pay you. Now, veterans, government employees, they put in more time at the office than, than Congress people who take 15,000 recesses throughout the course of the year. But out of that group of people, guess who's going to get paid? <laughs> Congress. <laughs> wow. Wow. 
You would think that this is a joke. It is not a joke. So the people who shut the government down, they get paid while everybody else don't get paid. You have a MAGA guy who is the Speaker of the House, a guy who once again is an election denier. I'm flabbergasted by all of this, to be honest with you. And to be honest, and to even further, and I guess, how do I say this? Who's to blame for this, right? And I said this a long time ago, and if you've been listening to this show, you know what I'm, what I'm about to say. I said that the election of Barack Obama is going to tell us everything we need to know about this country. I said it. I said the election of the first African-American president is going to tell us everything we need to know about this country of ours. It was either going to be a good thing or a bad thing. And although racism has existed ever since they brought our ancestors, and, and, and let me say this, when I say our, once again, I know that most of our listening audience are African American. Now, if you're white and you're listening, hey, listen, we love you, God bless you, thank you. But I'm a firm believer that we must have a platform where we can discuss our issues. I don't have a problem with you. You know, here's that line that everybody used. Some of my best friends are white, and that's a true statement. People are people as far as I'm concerned. But at the end of the day, the reason why we have these battle lines is because of white folks, keeping it real. The reason why we have BET is because of white folks, just keeping it real. The reason why we have Miss Black America pageant is because of white people. Just keeping it real. The NAACP awards, the reason we have those is because of white folks. Just being honest. Sometimes we don't want to hear the truth. It's the reality. That's the reality. So when we take a look at where this country is, after the election of President Obama, one could make the argument and say, hey, this country has always been in disarray, but it, it has been turned up since his election. Because that election, excuse my French or excuse my German, scared the shiza out of white folks. And if you're German, you know what that word means. And if you're a smart person, I think you also know what that word word means. You don't have to be German to understand that I just used a curse word, shiza. It sounds like, there you go. 
But it's not coincidental as far as I'm concerned. Because I think America was okay with black CEOs, black congresspeople, even though you don't see a whole lot of them. Matter of fact, I think we have, what, two black senators? Well, one and a half, because that other guy's an Oreo. So they were fine with that. But once one of those jokers ascended to the highest office in the land, that scared the shizer out of those people. And then the master plan began because they figured that, uh-oh, not only do we have a black president for the first time in this nation's history, but come 2035, I think we're going to be in the minority. So we need to start putting our battle plans in place right now so we can control power. Because it goes back to that plantation mentality. All those brothers and sisters on those plantations outnumbered those white folks probably four, five to one. Yet still, they were still held in captivity. But I've digressed. Because when we think about the Speaker of the House, this is one of the most powerful people in Washington. And so now you have a crazy person who is one of the most powerful people in Congress. You have a crazy person who is two heartbeats away from the presidency. Two. Really, probably one. You have a president that's 80 years old. Here's a guy whose voting record was identical to Jim Jordan's. Over 100 of Jim Jordan's colleagues said, no, we won't vote for you. But they put this guy in office because he's nicer. He's not as flamboyant as Jim Jordan. What difference does it make? He still votes. Their records are identical. He believes in the same nonsense that Jim Jordan believes in. Because he doesn't use a bullhorn, that's the reason why this guy's in office. Never in a million years you thought that Congress would have people like Matt Gates, Jim Jordan, Marjorie Taylor Greene, Mike Johnson, and a whole list of other crazies and wackos who are in office. So it goes back to my question. And I'll ask it every now and then. The election of President Barack Obama, good or bad for this nation? Who knows? It's just amazing to watch this stuff from the chief seat. It's amazing to watch these people who control our livelihood. Looney Tunes. They should be on a freaking Warner Brothers cartoon set versus being in Congress. But they're in Congress, and they're making decisions that affect our livelihood. And because the Republicans are playing chess, not checkers, 
nine times out of it doesn't really matter what we think because at the end of the day, if they want to control something, they just go ahead and redistrict everything. So we'll take away the power of the black vote by taking one of the largest black voting blocks and we just break off a here, break off a little here and stick it on the back end of a Republican district. Let's just break it. Let's just dissolve it. So now, a place that used to be a, a, a Democratic stronghold, not anymore, because we gerrymandered everything, now the Republicans rule. They're playing chess, not checkers, folks. And, you know, I know Mr. Elias and I get into it about going out to vote. And, listen, I, I agree. You need to go out and vote. People died for the right for you to exercise that right. I agree with that. But once again, I try to be a realist. And I've said this a thousand times on this show as well. How does President Obama win every damn major city in the state of Texas and still lose the state? You know why. We all know why. They're playing chess, not checkers. All right, folks, let's have our take a break. Uh, coming up, part one of Mariana Music's Corner. Coming up next. And uh, you're listening to the Serious Side, 347 We appreciate you. Thank you for hanging out. We'll step out, take a quick break. We'll be right back after this. Don't you go anywhere. The NAACP is committed to equality for all people, especially the equality of foundational black Americans. Every other child gets a chance at economic equality. Every other child gets a chance of living the best life they possibly can. Doesn't he deserve a chance to? Learn more at NAACP.org.
back in. 25 minutes after the hour. Mr. LES, man, we're going to stop right now. And we want to talk to you because tell the peeps, I tell you what, I don't know how long you're going to be here because, you know, our next break comes up. Then we have that time where we can do a little talking. So you're going to be here for a minute or are you just here for uh, just to say hi and bye? I'm sorry. What I'm saying is that are you here? Are you here for the remainder yes, of the show yes, or are you? Okay. Yes, All right. So we'll we'll okay. We'll get into Miss Elias then. Uh, you know, when we get to that break. So uh, once again, this guy comes in and he creates chaos because I don't care what he says about it is chaos. It's chaos because you're saying that Donald Trump's stuff about yourself, but I was tired of hearing that conversation. No, listen. Let me tell you something. Yeah, whatever. You know what? I tell you what. You just said the rich and powerful don't go to jail. 
Thomas is not going to jail. I, no, no, that's not what I, I said, that they do not get in trouble, Mr. Elias. That's what I said. Okay. I said that the rich okay. and powerful get away with stuff, and they don't get in trouble. But I was about to make the exception, but then you came in with your nonsense, but that's okay. But Clarence <laughs> Thomas, once again, is caught up in a situation where he's taking money from rich people. So now you're, we're supposed to believe that, oh, well, because these are my friends, they don't have any uh, business in front of the court that, you know, I'm going to vote on this stuff, uh, you know, I'm going to do the right thing and vote on You are a freaking liar because when your wife was caught up in some nonsense, guess what you did? You were the only Supreme Court justice that said, nope, those records should be sealed. When you knew your wife was involved. You knew it. Oh, what's going to happen to him? Please tell me. Please tell me what's going to happen to him. Nothing's going to happen to him. Say where we're going with this. How fundamentally flawed this country is. This guy sits, Mr. Elias, he's on the Supreme Court. The highest court in the land. Okay. I get that. But he's not going to get anything half a chance. Okay. Nothing's going to happen to him. I, I guess we can stop right there. Because if nothing's going to happen to him, then what, why even talk about it? I mean, I, I don't get this. I, I don't understand. So so let, let me ask you this. You don't think this is the second situation, Mr. Elias. This is the second, you know, situation that Clarence Thomas has been caught in. Where he's taking free mm-hmm. vacations with with a rich donor, he his you know he, he, this guy bought a house that his mother's still living in. There's a lot of smoke, Mr. Elias. Are you trying to tell me that the fire department is not going to show up and put the fire out? That's exactly what I'm saying. That's exactly no more, no less. That's exactly what I'm saying. Man, a very few words this morning. Let me ask you this, Mr. Elias, since you're overseas. We talked about this earlier in the show. Where Actually, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to be kind and get to my room. <laughs> okay. So I'm putting up okay, well, you and coming back in and out so I can be professional. But since you want me to talk more, I can no, 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 I get it. I understand. Uh, uh, and I'll wait till you get to your room. No problem. Just let me know when you get to your room. Because I, I, I'm, really, I'm really curious how people overseas see what's happening here in this country. I wonder what they're thinking. Countries that are allies of ours, what are they thinking about this mess that's going on over here? How can America tell us what to do when you are just as corrupt? You are just as dirty. You are just as flawed as we are. Why are we following you? I, 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 I can take a picture right now as I look outside my window. There's thousands of people protesting <laughs> right now as we speak over the war in Ukraine. I'm not the war in Ukraine, but the uh, war in Israel. Israel. People are protesting. Yeah, they're protesting. They're walking up and down the street protesting. They're getting it in. They're not playing. They are not playing. I mean, I'm, I'm well, this is down the main street in, in, in Amsterdam. They're just walking. 
up and down the streets, man, protesting, and they are getting it in. They're speaking their minds. So what they think of us, I can tell you everybody that I talk to said they think the United States are crazy. They, they, they think the United States is corrupt. Mm-hmm. There you go. There it is. Yeah. And, and that's what that's what we've been afraid of all along, that the, the shenanigans mm-hmm. that are going on in Washington, the shenanigans that continue to go on in Washington, the, the shenanigans with – you have, once again, this guy is a Supreme Court justice. These are people who make decisions about our lives are corrupt. So we have a system in place where you can't get rid of this cancer because there's no term limits, Mr. Elias, on, on Congress. They can serve until they die. And then you appoint people to the – you appoint folks to the Supreme Court for a lifetime appointment. Mm-hmm. Sure Don't do. you think it's time for us to look at the rules and change the way we're doing business? Why would they? Why would the rich and powerful do anything differently to to abide and help the poor people? I've been screaming this for the longest with, with everybody for the longest. Why would they help the poor people? Why would they? They don't care nothing about poor people. Tupac Shakur said it best. He said, "You got money for wars, but you can't feed the poor." He meant that. You, you know, they they spend billions of dollars on on all this stuff as far as for, um, you know. Billions, I mean, on top of billions for uh, defense contractors who don't give a damn and who mess up stuff constantly, and we'll give it to them. And then when you talk about somebody getting or something on welfare, who look they're stealing from welfare? Who cares? It still don't compare to the billions of dollars that you are stealing from the United States of America. This is what rich people do. They put poor people against poor people, and they, we don't care. Uh, if, if the poor people ever got together as one, they'd scare the rich people to death. But they don't get together because they know that, that that we're fighting for the crumbs while they're taking the whole cake. You know, it's interesting you say that because I was talking to somebody the other day, and he was telling me how um, they were just overseas contractors. They were ripping the government because their whole goal was mm-hmm. to get as much money as they can. And that there mm-hmm. was very little oversight over that money. And when they mm-hmm. found out that this place was siphoning all this cash, it was too late. I mean, they got they, they terminated the contract, but they had already made millions of dollars off the, off the government. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They don't care the defense contractors. They can rip them off as much as they want to. But as long as the defense contractors can get away with it, they care. They could care less. They could care less, but when we're talking about somebody on welfare, how much money they're getting on welfare. Oh, look at the people on welfare. Look how they're getting over. I, I, I hear I people on our show say that. The people on welfare ripping each other. And, and, and as, as, far as, as far as that goes, for as much as they're ripping off, the people on welfare, it, it, if one billionaire paid his fair share in taxes or, 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 or he gave his money like he's supposed to, it wouldn't even, it wouldn't even be a contingency of what that one person is ripping off. The whole system could be ripped off, and it still wouldn't count as much as these people give. But we don't, we don't see it that way. What we see is the poor people ripping off welfare. So let's get them. Get them. That's how we run. And this is going yeah. to continue how to be we Because Donald yeah, Trump I think so. and, and Clarence Thomas are in charge, 
And it's like I keep telling you, this clown is not going to jail. He's not going to jail. I'm telling you, you can, you can, you can battle all you want to, but rich people don't do time in jail. They don't. They make poor people. Now, if he was poor, I'd be like, yep, you're right, he's going to jail. Rich people don't do time in jail. Well, and uh, we'll definitely have a more deeper conversation about that, dude, coming up next. But, but just to put a bowl on this Clarence Thomas thing, I, I just – I don't, once again, you expect people to follow the laws of this land when the people who are judges, people who are supposed to enforce the laws, are just as corrupt as the people who are breaking the laws. And so that's why I say you have to stop putting your faith in man. You know, I, you know, and if I make this, I'm going to make the transition to, for, to the biblical side because I know people that think their pastors walk on water. And then they were just hurt to find out that their pastors were out there boning other boning chicks and having babies with other folks. Hey, listen, he's a, that that person's a man. Yeah. You know, don't put your faith in man. Put your faith in God if that's what you believe in. That's what I believe in. My faith is in God. You can believe in whoever you want to believe in, but at the end of the day, you know, the bottom line is man will fail you every time. And to sit here and put man on a pedestal as if they are above reproach is crazy. Like, we talk about, you know, Clarence Thomas, but let's talk about the, the, the judges that were appointed under Donald Trump. When they asked each and every last one of those bastards, would they overturn Roe v. Wade, what did they say? What did they say? That was already a set nope, of precedents. they wouldn't do. No. It's, it's a set precedent. So we're not, yeah. precedent. We're not going to deal. Yeah. Nope. Yeah, what, what they do. Come on, man. That's the same and, thing, Sam. What did Lindsey Graham say and, and Mitch McConnell say about uh, appointed Supreme Court judge when Barack Obama was president. He's too, it's too, too close. We would never do anything like that. And 20 days, 30 days out before Trump got got out, got put out of office, what they do? It's like it was 20 days. They put a Supreme Court justice in in in, in office. Come on, man. It, 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 it's, it's different rules for different people. Yeah, yeah, it's crazy. It, it, it's it, it's a crazy situation. And you expect people to abide by the laws. What makes Clarence Thomas any different than Bernie Madoff? What makes Clarence Thomas any different from anyone else who embezzled funds? I mean, it, it, it doesn't. But because he's a Supreme Court justice, he's allowed to get away with this nonsense. It's, it's hypocrisy at the highest level. And at some point in time, we have to start calling it what it is. We have to stop putting men and women on man, mankind on pedestals because at the end of the day, they're just like anybody else. They're weak with sin, and they'll do those things. I'm just <laughs> my, 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 I'm just so disgusted with the way things are around here. It's just crazy. All right, three four seven eight five zero one two seven two. It is thirty six minutes after the hour. Mr. Elias is in the house as well. We'll take a break. Part two of Marietta Music Corner. We'll be back. Catch up with Mr. Elias to talk about some things that we didn't talk about earlier. It's serious time. 347-850-1272. We'll be right back after these words.
Shaft is a bad mother. Shut your mouth. Well, I'm talking about Shaft. He's a complicated man, but no one understands him but his woman. Those pictures of Mary? Yep. She thinks she's so hot. But her mom and dad will see them. Her grandmother, her little sister, everyone she knows, it's gonna kill her. Who cares? Just a couple of pictures. No big deal. No big deal? Don't. This has gotta stop. Stop cyberbullying. The results could be deadly. Online radio at its best. Welcome back here. 347 is the caller number. 347 minutes after the hour. It's serious on the J. Ross Show, which happens every Sunday morning right here on the TJRS Radio Network, online radio at its best. Of course, I'm Jay. Thank you. Thank you so much for the time to say good morning to my brother from another mother, the one and only Mr. L to the E to the S, who's overseas right now. Good morning, sir. A good afternoon to you. Good afternoon. Good evening. Good evening to you, sir, as well. I thought you said it was 4.30. That's afternoon. Well, it's 4.42 now, so it's close to 5 o'clock, brother. Close enough. Okay. All right, Mr. Elias. So now, Mr. Elias, you want to share with people why you're overseas? I mean, since you're here, man, you might as well do some promoting, my brother. What's going on over there? Why are you overseas right now? Uh, my partner, Tony Woods, is a comedian, and he's shooting a special with Dave Chappelle on November 8th in New York. So we're over here doing a, 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 a promotional tour, so I'm riding with Tony Woods right now, man, and we're doing our thing, having a blast, man. I I am still jet-lagged, man, and, we, you know, last night, <laughs> we, we, you know, we were a little hungry last night after the show, so we get back to the hotel he said, hey, man, let's rent some bikes. So we rented some bikes, and we rode around uh, Rotterdam on some bikes looking for something to eat, man. It was something to see. It's been a blast, man. It has been a complete blast. And, you know, we used to go to the casino last night. He said, hey, man, let's ride bikes from uh, Rotterdam. I was like, dude, you know, it's your mind. Thank God it started raining because I was almost out of breath by the time we got back to the hotel. <laughs> Man, I am. Uh, wow. Well, obviously, we'll be looking for that special, and uh, so happy, man, that you're living. You know, you're living the, living your life the best, man. Living the best of your life. 
Oh, it's a beautiful thing, and we'll continue to live vicariously, you know, between you and Vanessa. You know, you two guys yeah. are living the dream. So we are, uh, we just live vicariously through you guys and your escapades, the things that you guys have going on. <laughs> yeah, I'm just a little nervous, though, man, because these, they, as we were talking, they're still marching up and down the street, man. That's how many thousands of people they are protesting. There's war. These people have not stopped yet. And this has been going on since we got here. We got here about about 40 minutes ago, an hour ago. Yeah, this is crazy. Well, but the be police safe. are marching and, uh, out outside of them. Yeah. Well, yeah, be safe, man, because, you know, in other countries, man, they take this stuff too. Uh, look, they're, they're protesting in New York, too. So, I mean, there's places in the United yeah. States where that's happening. But, you know, overseas, I don't know, it just seems to me when you're overseas, you just there, there's a sense of helplessness that uh, I imagine that you are experiencing to a certain degree. Yeah. Being yeah, in a foreign country. Yeah. I didn't realize I had to bring a plug with me when I got to the airport because I couldn't uh, charge my phone up until I got one of those 240 plugs or adapters. Oh, come on, man. You should know that. I forgot I to tell you about that, man. No, no, I, I got one at the house. I just left it. I forgot about it. You know. Yeah, I got about six of them. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Got to be careful. And, uh, and when I was over there, you had to have a, a transformer. I don't know, know if it's still the same way. We had a big old box and we used to plug up and put our stuff in. But uh, hopefully, things have changed. No, they, they, they I was changed over it over, man. Yeah, they changed it over. You know, it, it depends okay. on what hotel you're going to you Sounds good, man. All right, listen, we heard staff doing the music break. I want to say what's up to everybody out there. You know when Mr. Elias is not here, and this really doesn't count, you know, so we don't really do Pastor the Steve, State Your Case, because it's hard for me to do all that while the show's well, going on, especially I, I, I right. I got the so. chat room open. I have the chat room open. Okay. Okay, all right, all right. Well, I haven't pulled anything down. I'm not going to be able to. So if you have something from the chat room, we can read it during that segment. All right, uh, listen, uh, you heard, you know, the great Isaac Hayes. You heard Chef, Miss Elias, Richard Roundtree. Gone, brother. Yeah, man, that one was kind of rough. Man, you know, Chef was the first black superhero I'd ever seen in my life. Yes, sir. You know, yes, sir. You come out, you talk about white folks and do what he had to do. I love Shaft, man. I did. I love Shaft to no end, man. And I was just like, wow. You know, for him to be gone like that. He was just in a movie two, three years ago with uh, Samuel L. Jackson, you know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Ah, just, just, it's devastating for me, man. It's devastating. Yeah. Same here for me as well. Shaft is gone, I man. I remember in that. The State Theater downtown Gary to go see it, man, with my brother Eddie. Ah, my mother didn't want us to go see it. Yeah, man. Ah. Shaft. Right on. Mm-hmm. They say, Shaft, is a bad mother. Shut your mouth. Shut uh-huh. your mouth. Yes. Mm-hmm. Also, um, speaking of Dawn, Mike Pence has dropped out of the race for the White House in 2024. Miss didn't you see this coming? I no, I, I Jay, I haven't caught up on any news. I was shocked to see that they elected that one guy to speak at the house, and that one. Hey, we talking about that? This guy, he's a religious nut, man. So yeah, he's great. What you pay for it, so yeah, yeah. what you pay so for it. Mike so Pence, hopefully, the election. Really? Yep. 
Yep, dropped out. Said, hey, you didn't, he didn't see a pass to the president, too, so, you know, hey, he did the right thing. Last but not least, uh, we'll talk about uh, here real quick. Uh, Matthew Perry, man, uh, just died. Drowned in his uh, jacuzzi uh, from Friends. Yeah, died today. Uh, last night, I think. Or he died here recently. In the last 24 hours, he died. Found him dead in his uh, in his uh, pool, man, in his uh, hot tub. It wasn't a drug, drug so. I don't, I don't know. I mean, obviously, it's brand new, so we don't know. But, but he was, yeah, he yeah. was having an issue with that. But uh, he drowned in a in a jacuzzi, a hot tub. So we'll see. But uh, you know, peace and blessings to his family. All right, last topic I want to talk about here before we get out of here is uh, Donald Trump threw a temper tantrum this past week, uh, stormed out of a court after the judge uh, clashed with his attorneys and fined him. Uh, uh, $10,000. Now, you say he's not going to jail. I think he's going to jail. I'm not even going to waste my time asking you the question because you just answered it. But I think this man knows the walls are closing in. And this case in New York has a real possibility because let me tell you something we used to tell folks in the military. You know, we can sit here and make you do push-ups and sit-ups until your arms fall off. But sometimes that just didn't work. So to get their attention, you got to hit them where it hurts, in the pockets. You start hitting them in the pockets, you got the undivided attention. And I think what's happening with Donald Trump is he realizes that if they shut down that New York business connection, that's going to have a huge toll on him. Because, you know, despite what people may think, the GOPs are the only folks that are really supporting this guy. A lot of hotels have taken his name down, so he's not generating revenue there. You know, he's a mockery, you know, overseas. So his income stream, in my opinion, are drying up. And so, yeah, well, he's only making, well, okay, he's still making millions of dollars. Yeah, but if you've been used to living at a lifestyle of $100 million a year, now all of a sudden you're down to $20 million. that hurts <laughs> rich people. That hurt them. So, Mr. Elias, your thoughts on this thing, man, of what's happening and he had to testify. The reason why he had to testify in court was because the, you know, and that judge in New York's not playing around. He says, listen, keep my, like Will Smith said to Chris Rock, keep my wife's name out of your mouth. That judge says, keep my court's name out of your mouth. And he had to testify as to why he was saying the things that he said on social media and got fined $10,000. Your thoughts, please. My thoughts are this, Jason. Uh, can, can you say MAGA? <laughs> That's all I can say. When you talk about him running out of money, you don't think his loyal supporters are going to keep funding him? Well, well that's, that's, a good that's a good point. That's a good point. That's a good point. They're going to keep him. They're going to keep giving him money as long as he says he's out of money. Oh, MAGA, MAGA, MAGA. So that's what's going to happen. He's going to get complete support. And they're gonna they're gonna keep funding him because these people's are min- these people are minions and they don't care they don't they don't they could care less about him uh, uh, what they do and how to hurt the country all they want is, all they know about is that I can help this dude who's racist as hell and he can get me what I want so he he he, he speaks to my agenda so that's what they're gonna do they're gonna see he speaks him. to my agenda. Interesting. He speaks mm-hmm. to my agenda. It's interesting. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. And the agenda is our, our MAGA, make America great again. 
They always say that, but you know, uh, Candace Owens was oh, talking God. in a, in a, in a, in a she was talking in a uh, in a forum, and T.I. the rapper asked her. He said, "Hey, when was America great for black folks? Tell me that." She couldn't come up with an answer. Oh, God. So, so when was America great for black folks? It was never great for America's never been great for black folks. Yeah. Never. So, yeah. make America great again. I, I I don't you know she's she's another one that's an idiot uh, just just maybe throw up in my mouth and you brought her name up good graces of life Candace Owens <laughs> we got a lot of these people running around here but man she's she's a joke I mean uh, Amarosa used to be on that path at least she's changed her stripes but my goodness that chick there is just crazy wacko just a crazy chick man interesting uh, so. So now, so here's the deal. So now, what about these people who are turning on him? You know, reports have it that uh, Mark Meadows is saying, look, I'm going to cooperate. And that's the star witness that everybody was looking for. Mr. Any extra thoughts, please? Hmm. Man, look, Mark Meadows can, can uh, look, he can cooperate all he wants to, and he's going to get as many death threats as anybody else, and he'll start backing down. Look, man, he, he can cooperate. And he's going to cooperate because he's trying to save his own skin. But, man, look, they put so many people in place, man. And they, trust me, there's enough Trump supporters to get him off. There is. I'm telling you. Watch. Watch. Uh, I don't believe that. I, I, just, I just don't believe it. I don't believe that he'll get off. I mean, you and I, we, we're different. I just don't think it's going to happen. I don't see any scenario where that guy gets off scot-free. I just don't see it. And, 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 and maybe I'm wrong. Before the Ashley Windsor case, I'd have been like, yep, you're right. But after Ashley Windsor case, I'm thought to myself, my God. <laughs> this man killed four people drunk, and his only defense was that he was too rich to know that he did wrong. After that, I knew rich people don't go to jail. And then he got drunk again and drove again. You know what happened to him? They gave him more probation. They didn't even put him in the jail. Yeah, because he was too rich to know what was wrong. They don't send rich people to jail, man. They don't. Well, let me let me rephrase that. Unless you really harm someone like a Jeffrey Epstein, you know, like like you harmed a child or something like that, but Donald Trump, nah, he'll get away with it. He'll continue to get away with it. This is, how, this is who the guy that you're going to be. You're not going to change who they are. Mm-mm. Nope. It's, uh, that's a chilling. That's, 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 that's crazy. And, and that's crazy. I know people think I'm crazy, but watch and see. Which people don't do that time, man. And, and and Lord help us, Lord help us if he wins the presidency. Well, that's the only way. And a lot of experts have said this. And I've been watching this stuff religiously. They said the only way this guy gets out of this is that he wins the presidency. There's just no way he gets out of this any other way. That's why he's trying to become president because he knows he has it. It's a wrap for him. It's a wrap for him. He knows that. I mean, it's a wrap. He cannot get out of this. If he's not the president of the United States, it is a wrap. And that's why I still say that that clown's going to jail. 
And, and you know, you can say he's not, and, and people can say that, and you have the right to your opinion, but I just think that he's going to jail. I just don't see how he gets out of 91 counts. Uh, well, like I know. said, they, he's ahead in the polls, so. Well, he could be in the head of the but, you know, well, yeah, but once again, we talked about this last week. The bottom line is that you're talking about a national poll. That's not how it works anymore. That's not how it works. I mean, you know, it's broken down. You know, and these geniuses, the Republicans who created this nonsense, you know, they, they created this. And so it's broken down by polls. It's broken down by districts and gerrymandering. And so, yeah, come on. There's no, there's no way. But it makes you think that because of Joe Biden's age, a lot of people are saying, well, you know, this is the reason why he's going to lose, because Joe Biden is old and nobody wants an old president. So, you know. I, I, so, I just want a president that can do the job. See, that's what gets me about people. This man has done the job. He's done the job effectively. And I listen to people talk all the time, and they keep saying, oh, he's too old. I need a, a younger person. I don't care. Can he do the job? And that's what I care about. If he can do the job, I don't give a damn how old he is. I really don't. But then again, yeah, everybody's well, talking about if he dies, he, Camilla, uh, Camilla is going to be the president. Nobody wants Carmel. that. Yeah, don't nobody wants that. Nobody wants that. I don't care. As long as, it ain't run, as, long as you're not threatening my democracy and I can vote when I want to vote and you can't stop me from voting, I'm good with it. But they don't care. They don't care. That's true. That's true. All right, Mr. Elias, man, we're up against it, man. Uh, give me your final thoughts, brother, before we uh, close this thing down. Well, my final thoughts are, man, get out and vote, folks. If you don't get out and vote, you don't have a voice. And if you don't have a voice, what you're there trying to stop you from having a voice, it's your fault. It's your own fault. Because I'm a vote regardless because I want my vote to count. But if you keep doing what you're doing and you pay attention and what's happening in Wisconsin and the rest of the states, they're trying to stop you from voting. Yeah. They are. And, uh, you know, you just have to step up and uh, do the right thing when it comes to it. They are trying to stop you from voting. There's no doubt about that. That is a correct statement. They're trying to stop you from voting. And at some point in time, mm-hmm. you just have to say, hey, look, the bottom line is that, you know, even though some people may feel that voting is a waste of their time, you still need to be out there and do it. And uh, mm-hmm. this is unfortunate. You know, it's just unfortunate that we're in a situation. Well, Mr. Elias, man, I'm glad that you called in, brother. I appreciate you coming in, checking in. It's always a beautiful thing to get more than one voice on the show. Uh, It's been fun, though. It's been fun. It's been fun. Continue to enjoy yourself overseas. It's a wonderful thing. And uh, my final thoughts are, uh, you know, folks, once again, we appreciate you. Uh, We appreciate you hanging with us through thick and through thin. And uh, as long as we can, we're going to continue to give you the show. And so, uh, Mr. Elias, if it is Sunday, my friend, and we're talking serious stuff, what time is it? It's time for the serious side of the Jay Wow Show. Folks, it's been a pleasure to serve you. Thank you so much for hanging with us. So, for Mr. Elias, for all my colleagues, we wish you well. We take them. And once again, if it's Sunday and we're talking serious stuff, it is the serious side. God bless. Take care. We'll see you next week. <laughs>